0: Another episode of Inside the Recording Studio. I am Jody Whitesides, and with me as always is Mr. Chris Hellstrom. How are you today, Chris?
1: I am doing tremendously well. Wee! Yeah, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing all right
0: as well. Good. Ah. Good. Are you getting excited for NAM? I am getting excited for NAM. I'm also getting excited to be in a position where I will no longer be in feet of snow.
1: I I, yes, we don't have that
0: here. here.
1: Yeah, I imagine it's a little bit chilly. I've seen the pictures, and I don't envy you. I envy (laughs) you for the skiing, but uh, I wouldn't want to be in it at all times. I'll take. uh, Looks like it stopped raining here in LA too, so you're coming out just in time.
0: Fantastic! I'll bring my pickleball paddle.
1: There you go. Anything on the talk back, Mike, today?
0: No, not exactly. However, if you are listening to this at the moment of its release in the second week of April, that means that Chris and I are actually at NAM. So, next week's episode will be a recap of all the fun new toys we saw there.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to go down there. Like I usually am before I get to NAM. I'm excited to go, and then when I get down there and it's like, oh, same thing again. But <laughs> I, I, I hope it's it's bigger than last year because last year was kind of scaled back. I don't think it's going to be huge again anytime soon. But, yeah, I'm excited to go. How about you?
0: I am Excited to go. Besides getting get out, out of the, the snow weather. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm, I'm just, it's like a family reunion. And yes, last year's was a little smaller. I do anticipate it'll be a little bit bigger this year. By the same token, I think next year it will return almost close to true to form as it used to be a couple of years back prior to the pandemic, mainly because it'll be back at its normal monthly time of the year rather than this weird shifting that they've done.
1: Right. It should be good. And it's, like you said, it's almost like a family reunion. You're like, you bump into people that you see at (laughs) NAMM. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fun to check out new stuff. And although a lot of stuff gets publicized online before NAMM happens these days, but it's still cool to kind of get a hands-on and stuff and find out new and esoteric things coming out and see what might be in the pipeline. But
0: of course.
1: Yeah. Last week you hinted at a little bit of a technical issue I did. that you were unfortunate to have.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we thought it's probably garners an episode. I'll talk about when this might happen to you. So what are we talking
0: about? Troubleshooting mic problems. <laughs> yeah. And part of the reason that it also came up is not only of my own technical issue that has happened. There was a user on a Facebook group that I'm a part of who is fairly new to the whole recording end of things and was trying to make sure that he wasn't going completely crazy. And in the effort of trying to troubleshoot what his issue was with the mic that he was using, these are some of the things I asked for the issue that he was dealing with.
1: Yeah. And sometimes even... People have been doing it for a while. You can still stand there scratching your head every once in a while and you're just missing something really obvious. So <laughs> we thought that maybe this garners an, an episode. And when we're talking about troubleshooting mics, I mean, I'm thinking about something just sounds off. You might get weird crackles or it has distortion or just odd noise, yes. right? Very
0: much so, so
1: when this person had these issues that the first thing that you brought up was actually something else on our first on our list here so what, what was
0: that it had to do with the recording setup after the initial listen that i gave to the vocalist that was singing through the mic part of my initial reaction was well that's just inherent to the singer's voice but as i listened to the example a few more times i began to hear exactly what he was talking about it was something a little bit separated from the vocalist's vocal cords, so to speak. My initial reaction was that is buffering noise based on the computer not being powerful enough to record the audio as fast as it should be into the system. And buffering noise is not normally a mic noise. So it was kind of crazy. He went and changed all his buffer settings and tried some different things. And apparently that didn't solve the issue. So my next point was change the DAW. Do you have another DAW that you can try? Because maybe your DAW is not working on your machine. I'm waiting to hear back from that answer right there. However, that being said, we're talking more specifically about mic issues and not particularly the recording issues.
1: Right. Some of these things are gonna seem really, really obvious, but it things that <laughs> people come across, that it's like, oh, what, why is and this happening? The first thing I would do, if you're experiencing anything, something is just sounding off.
0: Let's make a little checklist.
1: Re- yeah, let's make a checklist. So first thing is obviously, if you have another mic. Of the same ch- kind. Ideally of the same kind, but I would even say, if you have just another mic, right. check that.
0: Plug it into and the see, cable, same situation, see if same that's setup. giving you the same problem.
1: Right. And if it isn't doing that, then chances are you've, you've probably isolated it down to, the oh mic. yeah, it actually is something with a mic right. that's going on there. There's a few obvious things that we can do then if it's still there or things to just check in general, mm-hmm. right? And what, what's the first thing?
0: Making sure that the cable is actually plugged in properly and seated and the yeah. mic and into the mic pre and or the input section on the console or the audio interface that you're using.
1: Yeah, and that's- Painfully obvious. Ridiculously <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. What's yeah. next? And, well, then and of course it could be, if it is seated properly, is it a bad cable?
0: Yes, so do you that have ha- another cable that you can actually go and plug everything in and make sure it's not the cable?
1: Right, again, painfully obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, Other things that can be really, really embarrassing to discover as well is the mic pre, if it has a mic pre, is it powered on?
0: Or if the mic actually has an actual power source. Like the issue with mine is that as I was going through some of the troubleshooting steps with the (laughs) person uh, that I was talking to, to troubleshoot the mic, thinking, well, what's causing this distortion that's happening? The power source accidentally unplugged itself and right. <laughs> <we> lost audio. <laughs> yeah, but, but maybe, I noticed it right away because the light went out. So it was like, oh, it unplugged itself. Let's plug it back in.
1: Right. Maybe you should describe the issue that you were getting before we, we delved too deep in here. And you don't have a, um, let's say, a budget mic by any means. This is a high-end. It's a fairly of gear. high-end mic. Right. It's
0: not the most expensive mic, but it is definitely pricey. It's right. its a C12. The issue that cropped up is as I was adjusting the mic for the podcast, I had bumped the mic and noticed a very strange distortion that happened. And it wasn't like a typical bump the mic stand kind of distortion or not even a typical bump the mic distortion because it was ringing out just ever so slightly longer than a bump. Yeah. And it was distorting a little bit strange. Now it didn't distort the way that it was asked, is it distorting like this? It was not doing that. I was asked to record the distortion and sent it in and they determined that maybe you should just send the mic in. That's a whole different thing. But we tried changing polar patterns which is another thing on the list of things to check because maybe Mm. switching the polar pattern might adjust the way the distortion is going to happen or maybe turn it off, which means it might be isolated to somewhere else, but that's getting a little further down the list. Next up after whether or not the mic pre is powered on is does the mic actually deal with a phantom power? Yeah. <laughs> and is that phantom power turned on? Because if it's not turned on and it's plugged in properly, you got a problem. You're not going to get nearly as much signal as you should or any signal at all.
1: Yeah. And that's something that you come across a fair bit, I think. It's like, why, why am I not getting any, any output? Where's all the level? Well, did you power it on? What, what are you talking about? Yeah. It's phantom <laughs> right. power. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now, this is obviously something that is. For condenser mics, this is not for if you have you know a fifty-eight or a fifty-seven or something. So, right. but or even if a ribbon have, mic for that matter. Yes, and we'll touch on ribbon mics a little bit later on here as well. But those again sound painfully obvious. But th- those are the first sort of like troubleshooting tips you should do. There are also other issues that we can have. Now, this is when you're L- well. Let's started... take a step
0: back. Okay. Yeah. Back. I want to interject because there's something we didn't actually list here in the notes and that is one thing i initially thought was that the distortion was actually coming through the plugins
1: that was yeah. part
0: of the vocal chain of what's going on so i started turning all of those off mm-hmm. and the noise was still there and still the same that's to say it's not an issue with the software saying oh maybe the computer needs to be rebooted it was a direct issue from the mic in that regard Next up was removing the mic from the mic pre and going direct, and it still had the noise. So that means it's not coming through the mic pre, which means it's directly a situation with the mic and not anything else at that point. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that's a good point to bring up. Before you start packing up your mic and sending it off to tech, you want to make sure that it's actually the mic that that is the issue. Like you mentioned at the top here, a user had possible issues where you might have tried another DAW. The simple thing is... If you're sitting in your studio, make sure it's not a plug-in causing an issue. Does your DAW need to be restarted? Do you need to restart your machine? Is there anything like that? So you want to isolate all of that. Of course, if you're getting really drastic distortion through the vocal mic, make sure you don't have decapitator on your channel. (laughs) So good point to make there, Judy. Good point to make. The next step that I thought we'd go into here is something that can be supremely embarrassing. Well, before we
0: get embarrassing, we Uh should take a word from our sponsors, because we might be embarrassed by what they have to say. Let's do that. And we're back. Let's talk about that embarrassing situation. What is it? Well, me
1: not being a singer, I can exclude myself from this conversation. But you have had people in your studio and I have experienced it as well. And you hear people, why am I getting, it, it sounds so weird. It sounds so faint. Why is it sounding so thin? Uh-huh. And the answer can be that, are you actually singing into the right position of the mic? Are you actually hitting the diaphragm? You know,
0: Or, yeah, or are you facing the right side of the mic for that matter?
1: <laughs> exactly. Depending so on the it, polar pattern. Yeah, because l- let's say that you're, Singer, and you might not be that experienced and you're faced with a condenser mic for the first time. you might be tempted to sing into the top of it you know <laughs> when you should actually sing into the side of it. That's an easy fix, right but sure. nobody wants to to admit that oh, I was singing into the wrong end of it.
0: I have a funny story about
1: that yeah,
0: and it was not the singer's fault. This had everything to do with me part of it relates to the fact that this was a very attractive female <laughs> that I was recording.
1: <laughs> well, when to fall on your sword here, yeah, buddy. We all thank you for it.
0: Exactly, because this is embarrassing enough as it is. And it, the funny thing is, is that I had set up the mic for her to sing into, but I was not paying attention to the input that I had put that mic into. Now, I have enough inputs that I have different inputs for each mic. And she's singing into this mic. And I'm like, man, this just doesn't sound right. sounds very distant, almost as if it's like coming off of a wall kind of thing. (laughs) And so I'm looking at the mic and I'm trying to adjust the mic and thinking maybe I turned it backwards because she obviously wouldn't know about this. And it wasn't that. And we record again and it's like still just sounding way distant, way off. And I'm cranking up the the gain, trying to think that maybe there's just not enough gain. It's just my brain is shut off. And I'm a little (laughs) embarrassed by the fact that it's like, yeah, okay. So I was dealing with this good looking woman trying to record her. This is not normal. I don't normally have this issue, but this is the one time it's ever happened. This is what it was. What it ended up being was. The mic that was actually getting the input was plugged in correctly. I did not have the correct mic in the input that I was actually recording. So what was being recorded was a mic on the other side of the room, which is why it <laughs> sounded like it was on the other side of the room. This harks back to episode number one. Know your gear, damn it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you told me that
1: story, and it's a good one. It uh, is. It's funny. I mean, yeah. it,
0: it, it, your brain shuts off because you're dealing with somebody very attractive. And not a good thing to have happen as you're trying to be a professional in a recording environment. But you know, things. Happen well, sometimes once in a while.
1: things happen, and we all make mistakes. The, the the idea that you went through that checklist in your head and worked through it, but so it does happen to everybody. Getting a similar kind of effect here. Possibly not necessarily as drastic as the mic being in the other side of the room, <laughs> right. but um, how we can get odd sounds, possibly from the or, or just not sounding right, could be possibly down to the polar pattern set on the mic if it has options, right? Right. So there's
0: mics that do not have the option to change the polar pattern, and then there are those that do, and some have multiple choices. Yeah, as in the case of the mic that I was dealing with. It had multiple choices, and I was asked to switch it through all the varying things to listen to the distortion on different polar patterns. The distortion remained.
1: Yeah. Maybe we should run through some of those patterns, what what are available, just as a little bit of an A side to what we're talking about polar patterns. So so go
0: through what what you see as the main ones here. The biggest, the most functional, so to speak, if you're going to capture an entire room, is called omnidirectional, which means it takes equal value from all sides.
1: And like you said, not every mic has this option. Right. right. Some do, and that would be a great option if you're perhaps having people standing around in a circle doing like BVs or something where you, you capture everybody at once and, and you get a little bit more of a spacious type of a thing. Or possibly even wanting to capture more of a room sound as well uh-huh. in there so you know
0: that bakes the opposite right of the- that
1: would be sort of like a really directional kind of sound right where you would have less of, of the space right um we got figure eight patterns
0: yes so well in I other know. words the front and the back actually take up fairly equal amounts of the presence on the mic but singing from the sides of it will kind of disappear
1: right so with the figure eight, you'd have to really, really apply yourself to sing into the wrong end of the mic, <laughs> Yes. <right? laughs> then there's yeah.
0: varying versions of the figure eight that become like cardioid, hypercardioid, where it's like maybe you're getting a whole lot more of the front and a lot less of the back and that kind of thing. Yeah.
1: Assuming that all of these things check out, like, no, it's not cable. Everything is powered on. We got the right pattern going on here with the mic. Things that we would start to consider here, sadly then, is that first thing, have you blown the diaphragm of your mic? When was the last time it was used?
0: Yeah, that's a very problematic thing to do, blowing out a diaphragm, because essentially you're destroying the mic at that point. And hopefully that's not the case. Now, if it's something like a dynamic mic, like a 57 or a 58 or something of that sort, it's very difficult to blow that out. Now, you can pump too much volume into it and get a lot of distortion, but it's generally not going to break that mic because they're built so tough. And they're designed in a method that is tough in terms of being able to take a lot of volume if needed. When you're blowing out a diaphragm, you're talking more about condenser and ribbon mics, and those can be really problematic such is the case, you can blow out a ribbon mic by sticking it in front of a Marshall amp and turning (laughs) volume up to 11 and having it too close. And of course, then the sound waves actually cause the ribbons to disintegrate or blow apart. And it will cause the mic to suddenly no longer take sound. Same thing can happen with a singer. I've had the great fortune of singing in front of an RCA ribbon mic. Those things are extremely mm-hmm. expensive, like in the forty <laughs> yes. grand range or more. And they sound absolutely stunning. But I was not near that mic when I was singing into it. You know, it how far apart? How, how, oh, I was probably a good two at? feet away from it. All right. You know, which yeah. means that my breath was nowhere near coming into contact with, like, literally blowing that mic in any strange shape right. or form. It was as if I was standing right next to the mic. That's how sensitive the damn thing.
1: Right, yeah. There, there's an old story of that we've told on the podcast before about somebody with really powerful lungs, shall we say, like Ronnie Dio, would he would cause mics to distort and do all this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and people like Rob Halford of Judas Priest is known to have actually blown out quite a few microphones during yeah. the days because it's the
0: capacity so it can happen, the and the same thing can um. happen with condenser mics as well. They are delicate instruments, and you don't want to go throwing them around the room, and you don't want to be dropping them, and you don't want to be bashing them against things. It's not the right thing to do.
1: But it does happen, right? Another thing that both you and I were kind of considering here being the case in your misfortune yes, here, is obviously it's a tube mic. It is. So it could be a faulty tube. And Guitar players often know this like that that are used to playing through like tube amps and stuff that when amps start acting weird and you start getting like possible crackle that you normally don't get or a big telltale sign is a drastic loss in volume. Uh-huh. Those are signs that your tube is going back go for lunch. Yeah.
0: <laughs> went out for dinner and, and had uh, to come back.
1: <laughs> right. So th- that's what you and I were kind of that was yeah, the initial hypothesizing. Thought. Yeah. Right.
0: And that was part of the situation in making the phone call to the tech was to find out if that would be the case. And thus the question that was asked is, does it make this sound? Which is why they wanted to have me record what it was doing. And they feel like it's not likely the tube. Yeah. It has to be packed up and shipped off.
1: <laughs> to, be to be continued. And, and that's yeah. I mean that—that's the sad end of the story, right? So if you've been able to check off all of these things, and you're still having issues with your mic, last resort, of course, pack that baby up and send it off to have it serviced. Now, that's of course is assuming that it is a mic that the price point justifies it being serviced. Yeah. You're Generally speaking,
0: not, if your 57 goes kaput, you're not going to go have that thing serviced and fixed. You're probably just going to whoop into the trash or into the recycle bin and then go buy yeah, a new one. Yeah, and if you
1: manage to blow a 57, mm-hmm. more power. I'd to like you. to know how you did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, uh, a little side note that I learned this week, and I hope it's true because it should be. The story about the 57, actually a little backstory was that the person that designed it, mm-hmm. I believe the SM actually stands for Studio Microphone. Okay. The person that designed it, I don't remember their name. I apologize. Apparently had a real disdain for rock and roll music and wanted to have it <laughs> oh, wow. as a closed mic. Exactly. It was supposedly meant to be a closed mic for violins and things like that. And now, of course, has there been a rock record ever that hasn't used a 57 on the guitar cab (laughs) or (laughs) anything else? Very rare for that matter. Right. There's a little A-side and and stupid information like that is what makes me a hit at parties. Now
0: you can go get on Jeopardy and win. Yeah, if that question comes (laughs) up. So, yeah. Moving on to our Friday finds. Chris, what have you got this week?
1: I had to pick this. Oh, this Friday. I had to. Be- I had to. Forced
0: at gunpoint. Be- no, but just gun your head.
1: so serendipitous is that the Swedish guitar manufacturer Hagstrom, or as we would say, Hagström, mm-hmm. have reissued one of their models called the Swede. Mm. Ta da! That's why <laughs> I had to choose that. But I am actually in the market for getting another guitar. Do I need one? Yes, I said shaking my head no, but I want one. And I will be checking that out at NAM and, and hopefully getting my hands on one and see
0: what they're like. Is this GDS um, and, in effect here?
1: Quite possibly, quite possibly. <laughs> but you know, what, when you do stuff and you record, you just want a different sound sometimes. I've been looking at several ones. I've been kind of looking at the Alvar, huh. which is a semi hollow body kind of thing by them as well. But my pick for this Friday is Swede, the new reissue of the Swede by Hogström, he proudly says in Swedish. What have you got, Jody? What have you stumbled upon?
0: It's been brought to my attention by a good friend of mine, and this is something that is a little bit niche. Niche so in the fact that, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> niche in the fact that this is meant primarily for Logic Pro users. I don't imagine that this actually works with any other DAW other than Logic. Yeah, and
1: I know what you're gonna say, and it's also a little bit of niche when it comes to like media composers as well, I would say.
0: It's not necessarily meant for most people, even though they use Logic Pro. This is definitely a very niche product. And this is interesting in the fact that I've currently switched mixing to a different DAW other than Logic Pro, which has Mm -hmm. been my bread and butter for Ever is <laughs> <That's> the piece <best> i <laughs> saying, it. but now I track and, and write in Logic, but I mix in Luna. And one of the fantastic things about Luna, and I'm sure there's other DAWs that do this, is that I can pick any bus as a point of being able to export audio from. You can't do that in Logic, you have to. Pick a channel strip. And if you want to record a bus in Logic, you have to actually create a bus as an input for a channel strip. And that channel strip yeah, there, has there's to there's a whole lot in, of there's routing. There's a whole you have to lot of routing yeah. you have to do in Logic to make this happen. And it's, it's a pain in the ass. That being said, there are guys that work in production music who do this. They have set up templates of a maybe not quite to the extreme that I have done, but they set these things up. And then they have to switch things on and off and sit there manually turning things on and off to bounce things out to get all these different stems or even multi tracks for that matter.
1: Yeah. You're talking to one of those guys right now, I
0: actually. Uh, have a to do that, so. yeah. There's a few of us out there. There's not a ton yep. of people. There's a few of us. Regardless, there is a new product out called Auto Bounce. It was created by a guy who is a game composer, fairly famous one at that. And what it is is a program that allows you to pick and choose all the different ways that you would like to export audio from Logic Pro. Yeah. You can do multi-tracks. You can set up buses. You can set up stuff to record with or without the effects. If you've got the template set up in such a way that you can turn your effects on and off from your buses, master outputs, etc., it's all in there. And you set it up. You hit go and then you can walk away from your machine and go get a coffee or a tea or a snack or something, read a book, whatever it is you want to do while the computer will actually automate the process of doing all of those bounces for you. And that's kind of handy for those of us that have to do that
1: yeah it was really cool and you turned me on to that i'm like oh wow that is actually really really nice because when you showed me the workflow in luna what you can do there
0: yes i mean in Luna, i can do all of this, ca- this in one bounce and it doesn't matter i don't have
1: and to. and it's do it. freaking amazing to do that yes. because if you do it with you know a lot of production music people have to do that when there's different mixes it's one with out lead vocal it's one with no backing vocals, no melodies, all these different versions. And if you have to sit and do that know, by hand, them, it, it takes a, a lot of time. time. Yes, right. To get to do that in one go, that is really, really cool. Yeah. So there the, the is the composer. My pick. There's a guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's a guy uh, called uh, Tom Salta. Is the composer who was involved in that. But that was a really, really cool
0: one, Jody. I, I like that one a lot. Auto bounce. There you have it. That's yeah. my pick. There we go. While we've got your attention, we ask that you go to InsideTheRecordingStudio.com and sign up for our mailing list. Doing so, will get you weekly reminders about the Tuesday tips when they come out, and we'll make sure you don't miss any future episodes of this amazing podcast. Send us an email at goldstar, G-O-L-D-S-T-A-R, at recordingstudio.com with the phrase mics M-I-C-S, that is, and you'll get something cool back in your inbox if you have a topic or a suggestion for Chris and I to explain or talk about in a future episode, contact us at the contact page and we'll put it into consideration for a future episode.
1: With that, I'll say see you next week. Thank you for listening, everybody. I'll talk to you later, Jody.